Stephanie J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. All right, let's turn it on. Let's turn it on. Let's turn it up. We should sometimes have the pre-roll of what we're talking about before we talk about what we're talking about while we're trying to figure out what we're talking about. But I don't know if that'd be interesting. This is Danny J, by the way. And this is Jill. Um, so actually today we uh, wanted to talk about aging. We've done a couple, actually, we've done a couple episodes on aging. And I think you guys know how Danny and I feel about it. We don't love it even though it's inevitable and it's happening. And, you know, we all, all want to age gracefully, but I'm interested. I want to share with you guys because I am deeming April health month for myself. I've been telling everyone and it's mostly because nothing, I'm not healthy, but, um, the last few months have been really stressful in the business. I've been working more. I've been sleeping less. I'm feeling just like a lot more stressed anyway. Um, more travel, uh, less sleep, more drinking, just not feeling. I mean, I actually feel okay. That's like the mm-hmm. thing is I actually feel okay. I look okay. I'm still going to the gym, obviously all that stuff. I'm still eating moderately. Um, but my insides, you know what I mean? Like you're just mm-hmm. sort of getting older and you're going, yeah, like you can definitely tell that there's some changes to my skin, just integrity, you know, just stuff like mm-hmm. that. And just wanted to make sure I'm taking care of all the internal things and making sure, you know, liver health and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, the month of April, not traveling at all. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, it's super nice out here. I'm going to increase my steps a little bit, not doing anything crazy. Absolutely no extremes, everything else. Um, just sleep a little bit more, get out in the sun, vitamin D. I'm actually doing these IV infusions, vitamins, minerals, and glutathione. And then I'm also doing something called NAD. So NAD, I don't know what it stands for some biochemical name. And, um, it's NAD plus. And essentially what it is, is this coenzyme that has been shown. And there's actually a lot more research recently on this, um, that when you get it as an IV injection, they do have it like in a pill form as well, but when you get it in IV injection, that's the most bioavailable version of it. And what it does, it actually works on the telomeres. So if you remember your like biology class, telomeres are part of the DNA. And as we get older, they get shorter. The telomeres are like these long sort of things. And as we get older, they get a little bit shorter, which is of course part of the aging process. Um, but what NAD does in addition to helping with a lot of the sort of metabolic function, brain health, um, brain clarity, energy stuff, like everyone I've talked to, there's, there's sort of a loading dose you have to do. So I'm doing 2000 milligrams over the course of four days and I do 500 milligrams each day. And the reason why you can't do the whole thing is because it's really tough on your GI. So a lot of people get really nauseous, they get sick, they have really bad GI upset. And so they have to drip it really slowly. So I did 500 milligrams yesterday. I did another 500 today, do another tomorrow and then the day after. And the whole thing takes like about three hours on average. So it took me about two and a half I was feeling okay. I just had some weird, like lightheadedness, um, just feeling like a little, little blood sugar, but I wasn't nauseous. I had no GI upset, nothing like that, but I didn't know going in. So anyway, I talked about it on my Instagram stories and talked, and I, I said the word anti-aging, which I feel like is kind of a marketing term. And as Danny and I are like 40 in our early forties now, um, you know, I'm not super, what's the word savvy to the aging, um, 
not I don't want to say the vocab, but the space. Lingo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a mm-hmm. like there's a huge like aging and anti-aging space, you know, industry, obviously, like yeah skincare and obviously Botox and fillers and all this kind of stuff. And while, you know, you and I have both talked about getting Botox and things like that, and we've been pretty open about that. Like I'm not part of the anti-aging crowd, you know, that's not a thing for me. So I just mentioned, mentioned the word anti-aging and actually, yeah. And someone, um, so I was telling the story and someone actually responded and said, do you think that we should be using the word (laughs) anti-aging to me? It's as damaging as fad diets for women because it assumes that we shouldn't age and that if we are aging, there's something wrong with us. And, you know, I mean, number one, I'm like, okay, like, I appreciate that. This is a woman who's, she's in her fifties. So whatever. I I appreciated the feedback and this is a long time follower. Um, But I, I think, and I sort of had this immediate gut reaction that I don't like my my uh, posts or my captions or what I say on social media to be pleased. I fucking hate that when someone's like, you can't mm-hmm. say that. I mean, in fact, when someone says you can't say that, I'm going to say it a hundred times more. That's just my personality. <laughs> I think anti-aging, anti-aging. I'm going to be like yeah. actually anti-aging, but <laughs> I, it got me to think about it a little bit deeper because I was like, is it damaging to say that? Is it as damaging as fat shaming or something like that? And I kind of don't feel like it is. First of all, mm-hmm. I feel like it's only as damaging as as much as you buy into that argument. You know, I mean, I guess I was under the impression that we're all aging. Like no one gets out of aging. That just happens to everybody. Yeah. So it's kind of like, but aren't we all under the assumption that we're aging? So yeah. don't we want to age as gracefully as possible? And that doesn't mean you know, that we need to, that we, we are scared to go outside or we're like insecure about ourselves. It's just like, yeah, I want to stay in shape and I want to, you know, lift weights and I want to do these infusions. If I can, I want to try and keep things as healthy as possible for as long as possible. And I also want to like how I look for as long as possible. Yeah. And I don't love wrinkles and it's inevitable. And I think that was the disconnect where I was like, but we're all getting wrinkles. I objectively have an older quote unquote older complexion than I did five years ago and yeah. 10 years ago and five years from now, it will even look older than right now, no matter how much Botox or fillers or whatever. We all, we all know that person, that woman who's like 60 in her sixties and has a ton of work done. She's not fooling anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we still know she's in her sixties. So I don't know that there's really a choice. And so I guess I didn't really see it as damaging, but like I said, I'm sort of new to the, that like space, like the aging like space. And I know it's a huge industry, but mm-hmm. that was my initial reaction. I was like, it's not like fat shaming because I feel like you can go to the gym and you can yeah. affect that. You can be 60 years old and be a normal weight. You can also be 60 years old and be overweight or you yeah. can be obese or whatever. And I feel like we're all aging. So to me, it's a level playing field, I guess. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that it's the same as fad diets or damaging as fad diets because everyone's getting older. That doesn't mean everyone's getting fatter or everyone's dieting or everyone's going on a diet. I think there are actually two different things. I can see her point in some ways where it can come across. And I think it's just a perception thing, how she uh, understands the word anti-aging. And sometimes we have connotations that we put on words and we have triggers that some words, you know, give to us and not everybody has that same. And I think we have a different um, idea of what anti-aging means because when I saw this post, uh, your story, you had just done 
an IV thing. So for me, the anti-aging was an internal, right? It's anti-aging. It's helping your joints. It's helping your, it's helping your skin and everything, but it was different than let's say an anti-aging skin cream or something like that. That's like a superficial face, which is also okay. And that's, it's not to say one's one versus another, but I think anti-aging can encapsulate so much. So many people take anti-aging supplements. Uh, I'm literally see games on your phone that are like, keep your brain young. What's your brain age. And it's like, nobody wants to have an 80 year old brain. You want to have like a 20 year old brain. And it's not because it's sexy because you have less wrinkles in your fucking brain. It's literally because we want to stay sharp. We want to stay active. We want to be able to move like we could before. So I don't think it's as, and I also don't believe that we have to accept certain things come with aging just because you're aging. Like you're getting older. So you have to get fat. I mean, I really believe this is a belief system. I think my family really believe this, like, Oh honey, you're getting older. So you're going to gain weight. Oh, you're getting older. Your bones are going to start hurting. You're going to start aching. You're going to start, you're not able to move. And I just don't think that's true. I think it's true for a lot of people and not because it's true necessarily biologically, but because there's a belief system in place that pushes people to become less active and move less, but we've all seen 70 year olds who run a marathon and 80 year olds who can still do pull-ups and lift weights. So there are so many examples of people who have aged and aged well, where their bodies are like a 40 year old's body, not look like, right. Like we know their face, we know they don't look like a 40 year old, but they are anti-aging in the fact that they are going to have longevity yep. because of the way they've taken care of their bodies. Totally. And I think that's the thing is I think the the term anti-aging honestly is a marketing term, because if you yeah. think about it, you know, the NAD that I did, it helps with mental clarity. It helps with energy. I mean, technically you could be 20 and doing it. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's just that people tend to potentially have more brain fog, have less energy as they get older because their body is just different. Like the hormone levels mm -hmm. are different and stuff like that. Neurotransmitters uh, just it over, over time. So it's not that you need it when you hit 40. I mean, theoretically you could do this anytime in your life, but I agree with you. I think so much of it and I, and I get it. And I don't want to like discount this woman's perspective and obviously her very real experience of that word and how it, it triggers her. I don't know that. I'll just be honest. Like, I don't love the changes that I'm seeing in my mm -hmm. skin and hair mm -hmm. and, you know, just like all that stuff, the integrity of my, and, and it's slow. And I think that's, what's weird about it. Sometimes it's like slow. So you don't necessarily always, but I was having this conversation with a friend of ours the other day. And she was like, do you feel like your face is like crooked, more crooked in pictures as you get. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking, <laughs> my face is definitely asymmetrical. It's like not, it definitely, like I have a fucked up, like one eye is like when I smile, like one eye is smaller than the other. Like you just see that shit in pictures now. And I don't know, I think I'd rather like laugh about it than like cry about it and then like yeah. run to somewhere to like fix it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. There's a level of also acceptance that I think you have to get to and it, it doesn't mean that things are breaking down. It's just that there's going to be inevitable changes to certain things like your skin and your face and hair and things like that, that are just going to be inevitable. But I think things like your, um, your ability to be open to new ideas, right? We always hear about this. My dad and I actually had a conversation about this a couple weeks ago. And he was like, you know, cause he works for someone who's, he helps take care of this guy who's in his nineties. 
my dad is in his seventies, but he takes care of this guy who's in his nineties. And he, it's kind of a cautionary tale to him. I mean, the guy's in great shape for great quote unquote, great shape for 90, but he's very closed off mentally, like mm. very scared to leave the house. Very like everything is really scary. And my dad said, you know, I can, I've noticed in myself that I start to feel that way. I sit home and I watch, you know, uh, news and I'm on Twitter and everything feels catastrophic. And I, I hate to say it, but I think that is sort of a hallmark of oftentimes people who are getting older. So, you know, there's objective things that we can do to stay young mentally, like hang out with younger people. You know, some of our best friends are in their twenties. My brothers mm -hmm. are all 10 years plus younger than us. Spend time with people who are younger, who have different ideas, consider those ideas. Don't just shut those down. You know, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of this, you know, TikTok happens and I'm like, fuck, another thing I got to learn, right? Like we're all like, don't want to learn the next, the newest technology. And mm -hmm. you can see how over time you start to really be scared and not really recognize the world because it's not the quote unquote, the world you grew up in. And so that's just one example, but there's, you have control over that. You can still go to the gym. Now you're going to be able to power lift what a 25 year old can power lift me. Probably not at 45, but you can certainly be at the top of the 45 year olds yeah. or the 40 year olds or the 35 year olds, you know, not that it's a competition, but I think there is so much that we can still do, but you're not fooling anyone. You know, you get Botox, you, you know, you do these little things, but you still kind of look your age. And I don't yep. know that ever is going to go away. What's up, you guys? This episode is brought to you by The Happiness Diet. Go to thehappinessdiet.com to check out this digital course. Danny and I put this thing together um, about a year ago. And honestly, like this is, if you've ever said to yourself, I just feel stuck in my relationships. I feel stuck in my life. I don't know what my next step is. I don't know how to get out of my own way. This program is for you, thehappinessdiet.com. Go ahead and check it out. It is like literally six to 12 weeks of best practices, tools, strategies. It's not just like, hey, let's talk about our feelings. It's actual like in the trenches work that you guys can do on yourself, in your relationships to come out on the other side, feeling way more empowered, way more ownership, and really having a clear path to how you can heal, not only heal, but also get better. So go to thehappinessdiet.com, check out everything. If you have questions, send us a DM and we can talk obviously about your own situation, if this is going to be a good fit for you, but would love to have you in this program. It is tried and true, thehappinessdiet.com. Yeah. Well, I think when we talk about anti-aging and she's saying, you know, that it's as destructive as fad diets, um, there's so much to unpack there because we could, I mean, we could all decide, like we go all as women. All right. We're not doing anything. We're not Botox anymore. We're not dying our grays. We're not wearing makeup. We're not plucking. We're not shaving. We're not doing anything. We are just going to age and look how God made us to be, how nature made us to be. We're going to let the hair out. We're going to let it all go. And if we all agreed, let's just, let's just make up this scenario that we all just agree to do this. Right. And now we all just age as we age. We don't age gracefully. We just age. However, biology decides to let us age. How is that really doing anything for us? I mean, it might be, maybe it takes our, maybe it saves us a lot of money because we're not spending on everything. And maybe it gives us an ability to just focus on what we need to focus on and not be distracted. But I think there's something that biologically, maybe it's biologically, or maybe it's just been, um, I don't know, over culture over time that's done this to women, but we've tended to try to look better to attract a mate and then all of these things we know, right? So if we're talking about anti-aging, part of it, part of this biology is that 
we have men that are attracted to younger, more fertile women, right? It's about fertility. So it's not necessarily just like, it's not the fad diet. This is just a, I really think this is more of a biology kind of thing. And unfortunately, maybe cultures made it worse and industries have made lots point. of money. Yeah. I think that was her point. It perpetuates this idea that sure. getting old is not okay. Yeah. And I'm like, but it kind of has to be okay. And I think I go to the personal level with it, you know, versus mm-hmm. like trying to change. And, you know, I really appreciated the comment because I was like, oh, you know, maybe instead of saying anti-aging, I'll just say aging. Like it helps with aging or it helps, you know, helps mm-hmm. you age. Like it, it affects mm-hmm. aging. Maybe I'll say that word instead. Um, but I also was like, but we're all doing it too. So I don't know as much as you kind of like want to hold on to your youth and, you know, you want to like, we're all getting older. So I feel like it's sort of a level playing field too. So I also think I I go to the individual level is like, okay, what's my relationship to aging? You know, I think that's really the only thing we can control. Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. look at it. Like I'm trying to like change the culture. I'm just like, what can I, how can I show up in a way that's still confident? that's still, you know, active, that's still sharp, that yep. still is a, a lot of these hallmarks of young people. Like that's what I'm trying to focus on. Yes. Yep. My skin is always is, is evolving. It's always going to look different and stuff like that, but I'm still trying my best to show up confidently. It would be different if like, I was like, Oh my God, I'm, I don't, I shouldn't be on social media. And like, you know, I don't want to show my face and I'm not going to go outside and whatever. Cause I'm self-conscious about getting older. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I'm 40. Like you and I had this conversation. We turned 40 was like, you know, how much are we going to talk about it? How, how, how comfortable do we even feel talking about it publicly? There's a lot of people who do what we do that never share their age ever, you know? And it's not, and to me, I'm just like, you're not fooling anybody. You're clearly getting older. Like, (laughs) you know, so I think you and I both sort of had that conscious decision to just Mm -hmm. be like, yeah, I'm 40. And that is, and there's also could potentially be a responsibility there to be like, you can still do a lot of shit as you're aging. Like, I think that's where I see it more as that opportunity to show what's still possible versus being like, it's all bad. Yeah. And I, I back to, too, I think it's the perception of the word, even when I'm thinking about skin creams and skincare and people talking about like anti-aging, like vampire facials, chemical peels and And it's for, for me, when I think about it, I think it's more of, okay, having the same hydration you had when in your youth, having the same, um, level of plumpness or firmness in your skin, not necessarily that it's bad, that everything is changing, but it's just like, it's having that, I don't know, that just youthful feel to your body and your skin and, and that glow. And so I don't know, I don't necessarily, I just don't equate it with the fad diet thing. I I didn't really see Mm -hmm. how those two are related to each other, but I do think that the anti-aging industry can prey on our insecurities as they do. They make a lot of money and we always have to decide and look in the mirror. What do we want to change about ourselves? And how does that, is it really going to like, we know that you can change everything, but still feel shitty inside, right? Yep. Like there's anorexics who are thinking they're fat and they are literal a skeleton. So like whatever you believe about yourself is really going to be what matters the most. You can change, you can get a boob job and still feel shitty about yourself. You can get a nose job and still feel like shit. You can do all of the things to fix the outside. So ultimately here, I think a lot of listeners here know we do a lot of the inner work and that's what matters the most. And then when you're doing that quote, anti-aging stuff, you're just putting a little cherry on top, making yourself feel a little better. You're like, cool. I mean, I already feel good about myself, but you know, if I want to like have my face and skin feel good today and like get a little bit of a 
lip plump or something, then I'm, I'm doing it, but it's not trying to fix anything. And I'm also doing it because I want to, like, it's a conscious choice versus feeling like I have to do this because this is what society is pushing, but I can see both sides. I mean, society sucks. (laughs) It does make us feel like we need things that we may not need. And it's up to us to decide whether or not we're going to do that. We don't have to fall into the pressure. You don't have to dye your hair. If you're getting grays, you don't have to do any of it. You know, what's cool about that is I think, um, the people who are the least susceptible to, succumbing to societal standards are older people, right? Like that's the mm-hmm. thing is like, you do have, you like yourself more as you get older, you have a better sense of self. You know, typically I feel like it's the the teenagers, the middle schoolers, the college age students, the 20 year olds that tend to be, at least I was that age, way more susceptible, never, ever running any decision through is this for me or is this for someone else? You know, Mm. now I'm like, I will not do shit that I don't want to do. And I think that that's the irony of it is like, as we age, we're able to make more informed decisions because we do know ourselves better. We do like ourselves better. We are less likely to give into societal pressures if you have experience. I mean, it was, is I actually did a story, um, a poll in my stories about six months ago. And I said, you know, what's the best thing about getting older? And almost everyone was just like, don't give a shit. Not caring. Yeah. Yeah, Not (laughs) caring, not caring at all anymore. You know, stuff like that, like not caring. People don't like me, like just not giving a shit, doing what I want, not worrying about it. So at the end of the day, like, I think we just need to trust Mm -hmm. that whatever people do in the a, in the uh, realm of aging or anti-aging or whatever is because they want to do it. And then who am I to say, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm with you, sister. A good one. <laughs> well, thanks for the message. Um, you know what? I love that we can get these DMs that maybe where people don't agree with us or or I don't know, even criticizing or saying we should or should should not do something, and we can have a conversation about it because it's always good. So totally. if y'all like see stuff you don't like, in fact, when um we did the episode on what Jill and I disagree on, the girl who wrote in and asked us to do that episode, she said that, and hopefully you're listening. Uh, she actually said that she often listens to us and doesn't agree with us. And she's like, so why do I listen to you? when I don't agree with a lot of things you say, but I really love that because I think that when we listen to alternative perspectives, it just expands our mind. It, it is anti-aging, you know, like we're, we're really just becoming, I think becoming better when we're able to just see things through other people's viewpoints and have discussions around them. Even if we don't jump to their side of the fence, just being able to try to see, see something another way is always helpful. To me, that's definitely a sign of like emotional maturity to be able to like listen to someone else and give them space, but then not necessarily take it on or defend or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think I got, I got a little defensive with the, like, I think it was more because she phrased it. Like, should we be using the word Mm -hmm. anti-aging? And I was like, this feels patronizing. Like that was my initial, <laughs> you know, should we be like, I was just like, where's your fucking page? You know, like I, I got that like hit initially, but then I just said, thanks so much for your perspective. And obviously it turned into a really good conversation. Cause honestly I was like, Oh, I haven't thought about that word. Like to me that yeah. just, it just wasn't, it doesn't have at all a charge to me, yeah. you know? So that's why it was, it would end up being a really good conversation. So I appreciated that, that comment. All right. Y'all well, one. let us know if you're on the anti-aging Danny and I will be together next weekend. Uh, and we are going to be recording in person, hopefully, because you guys know that one of our rules for bringing in guests is that they have to be 
local. Um, so we are trying to get some great interviews scheduled for you guys. And of course, we'll obviously do a lot with the two of us as well. Uh, but can't wait for our girls weekend 2.0. Excited. I cannot wait either. We'll see you guys soon on the next episode. Talk to you soon. Bye guys. Bye. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.